I have my methodologies for things like this because I will go into business failures, family failures, things like that, like setback after setback doesn't have to be physical. And you are going to let those things break you or you're going to let them make you better. That's a choice that you make virtually instantly. And it's a very practiced trait. You, you will get better and better at whichever route you take. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Mind Muscle Connection. I'm Joe Klimczewski with Tyler Weeb, And today is a very appropriate day to talk about setbacks, recovering from setbacks, as Tyler brought this up, because I incurred a pretty rough injury. And anybody in sport, performance, or physique, we, we've all gone through these things. And not, not just a tendonitis, not just a little tweak. I, I had a catastrophic shoulder dislocation and pec tear. And it was, it was just devastating. It was one of those things where in that moment, you know, your life changed. And I, I did it in a martial arts practice. It was just a, a fluke thing, but came down in, in an awkward position. I was going for one move. My opponent was going for a move right at the same time. End up with my hand outstretched exactly how you would tear a peck doing something like an incline fly. Yep. And um, it was just awful. I mean, instant shock. Like I just rolled off to my side. I could literally, I mean, I could feel it in my mind. Your brain kind of paints that picture, but I just, you feel that, you hear it, you hear the, the pop, the tear. Yeah, I, I felt over and I could feel the head of my humerus on my chest wall. And then I felt it just slide back into place like a little clunk. And so I just knew at that moment, like, wow, I just dislocated my shoulder, you know, kind of stood up and trying to figure it out. When I got back to my office, I realized I had torn the pec as well. And that's when I decided, okay, I'm going right straight to the orthopedic ER. So the, all that to say, not the first time I've had an injury similar, but this is where the philosophical framework comes in to me, Tyler. You got a choice, right? Like instantly in my mind, I'm thinking, fuck, like this <laughs> is six months, a year, like instantly. Boring-ass rehab. <laughs> you're just devastated. Like yeah. I can't even touch a dumbbell, a barbell. I can't do... Marshall, like it's just done. Like I'm going to be in a sling. I'm going, like, it's just all of those things hit your mind in a nanosecond. Then you regroup and you decide what you're going to do. And, and I will tell you that over the years, I have already built a framework for those scenarios. So like anybody would tell you all that kicks in is what you've already trained yourself to do. So I have my methodologies for things like this because I will go into business failures, family failures, things like that, like setback after setback doesn't have to be physical. And you are going to let those things break you or you're going to let them make you better. That's a choice that you make virtually instantly. And it's a very practiced trait. You, you will get better and better at whichever route you take. So basically what you're saying is you're just going to train legs for the next six months and just blow up the quad, just leg press all the time. Leg I instantly thought that, 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 that was my, it. I mean, kidding aside, yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying like within minutes, my whole life just kind of unraveled 
And then I reconstructed it. And that was my first thought. It's like, well, I'm going to get really good on the leg press and I'm going to do cardio. I can't build or even retain muscle mass. So I'm going to take this opportunity to lose 10 or 15 pounds of body fat. I can do cardio. So it's, I'm already looking for that silver lining. I'm already looking for what I can do instead of what I can't do. The, the, the can't do hit me instantly. But then my second thought immediately was, okay, let's start figuring out what I can do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what, what, are the, what are some of the biggest setbacks you've had that you have felt like you've been tested like that? We're talking like mainly injury wise, anything, anything, just any, anything. It's a good question. Cause I, you know, I, you know, I always kind of go to just like injuries, you know, I, like I, cause I thankfully have never had like any super serious physical injuries, you know, in my life, you know, a few, uh, sprained ankles, you know, I had a herniated disc once, um, that, you know, I wasn't able to like walk for a week, but like, that's kind of been the worst of it. Um, and so, I mean, you know, setbacks in life, by the um, way, those those are coming. You'll you'll have some. Well, I was gonna say, like, I'm still kind of young in, in that <laughs> sense. I think, like, yeah. starting to uh, you know really, I start to build up a repertoire of you know uh, of setbacks over the last few years. They're kind of starting to really come. Um, but you know, I think there's a few times just in my life where you know when it kind of came to sports, maybe being cut from a team that I thought I was gonna make, and, and having to make that choice of you know what am I doing that summer, right? Or am I getting ready? Or am I just gonna you know let it affect me in a more negative way? Um, but yeah, you know, I, I mean, I kind of gotta say like I lived a pretty privileged, privileged uh, upbringing, and you know didn't have a lot of setbacks, if you will. Um, you know, I was just being honest, and and so you know, I think the biggest part for me the last few years of, has been learning how to deal with setbacks and how to work through those emotionally and practically. And, you know, what is that right choice, right? Of okay, you know, like, is this something that is worth continuing to pursue? Or is this something that truly just does not fit, you know, with my life? And, you know, that's not something that um, is a setback, but it's like, oh, okay, like, I was able to recognize it, not part of what I want. And then you kind of start to dive into those two things. Does that, does that kind of follow it? Yeah. And, and, and that's fine to, to say I'm lucky, you know, we don't, we don't all have to look for devastation to, to, you know, brag about our scars. Um, if you don't, you don't, I, I do feel, you know, at the Buddha's words will ring true for everybody. Eventually that life is suffering. It will find you. But some of that is also your perspective. Uh, I think whenever you have something bad that happens to you, if you have any level of humanity, you start to become more empathetic toward those around you. Like Robert Greene, who I've been watching some interviews of, the guy who wrote the book, The 48 Natural Laws of Power and some other sociological books like that, he had a fluke stroke a couple of years ago from a bee sting that created a blood clot. So all of a sudden that travels his brain. Now he's completely paralyzed on the left side of his body. As a writer, he can't even type. And he said, man, you know, very similarly, like your world just changes in an instant and you were never expecting this. And now you have to decide how you're going to live. And he said he developed a sense of empathy on both sides. You see people who have things far, far worse than you. And then you decide, well, this isn't that bad. And then you see people who are just skipping gleefully through life, unaware that, you know, the shit's going to hit the fan at some point. And you at least better, as I said, have some kind of framework on how you're going to deal with this because that that is something 
I, I think that creates some level of resilience. It, and you can do it in a delusional way or you can do it in a realistic way. And I'll, I'll juxtapose those with me. Another thing that happened to me physically, I'm, I'm as a bodybuilder, like my legs are my asset. I, that's what got me to the pro stage. And my legs are just freakishly like Tom Platt's on a drug-free bodybuilder. And about seven years ago, I had a knee injury that I thought was meniscus. And, you know, it's really tough. I'm having, I'm three months later, the swelling is still there. It's awful. Finally go to my orthopedic surgeon. And when he came in with the MRI, I mean, he sat down and had this look on his face like he was telling me I had stage four cancer. And he said, dude, the entire hyaline cartilage on your femoral condyle just exploded. Like we've got to take this out in chunks. And so similarly to this shoulder injury, I'm like, I'm done. Like I'm never going to walk again without pain. Uh, You know, all of a sudden I'm thinking, you know, where are the water aerobics classes? There's no way I'm ever going to squat again. So my pursuit of strength and it was just done. And luckily it was a great surgical outcome, but my strength is still 50%. Like that was a turning point in my career. I no longer could pursue what I wanted. And just like I told you with my shoulder injury, I had already practiced that skill of saying, well, what can I do? What can I do? My health value is still there. I always knew at some point I could not continue what I was. So I just have to be good at making a transition. Or I could just sit back and whine and cry and become an alcoholic and talk about the, the glory days. Like, you know, I mean... That's your choice. And yeah, you yeah. Back in high school. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think um, you know, it's it's also such a good point from a coach's side, too, because you know, for myself, like that's something I run into a lot with people kind of, you know, coming and going. It's oh, well, I kind of tweaked this or this happened, and it all does automatically go to, well, I just can't, you know, I can't I just can't do it. And you kind of come back to them. Well, it's like, well, we could still do this. We could still do this, right? And you can kind of then start to push them, I think, in that sense of, uh, you said, it, having that health value. And that's almost like such a good teaching spot to teach that value of a health, you know, of it being all-encompassing and not just what you look like. And so even just some of those setbacks, it can be, you know, such a great teaching moment from that coach client relationship part of, okay, like, yeah, this, this does suck, but look at all these other things we could do or focus on, or, Hey, you know, we've always wanted to do this. Now we have that opportunity. And so, you know, I'm sure like for yourself, how long would you have gone without dieting and, you know, maybe cleaning up the physique a little bit, right? So now it's an opportunity get to clean up a little bit, look a little bit better. And no one does it like that. Right. So yeah, I think it is really about trying to find those silver linings. And, you know, the way I try and say is like, we're still working towards your goal. Nothing's changed other than just, I mean, things have changed, but you know, how we are going down that path now, right? We just need to deviate a little bit because stopping is going to completely stop us from working towards that goal. And then we're going to have to restart. Mm -hmm. And, you know, chances are people coming off an injury, probably not restarting like right like it can be a very difficult process if going to the gym and and doing all of that is already kind of a hard thing for you you know having that kind of time off can be tough so yeah it can really uh, roll and evolve on itself and so really trying to almost stop it as quick as you did 
you know, that's kind of that key lesson of like, well, okay, no, like let's shift our focus, shift that perception. What can we go do and still work towards that goal? Well, in, in what you just said there, that time off can be tough is I think critical to the psychology of what you're doing. And I'll explain the physiology first. So I'm lucky, I'm going to scoot away a little bit here to show you. I'm lucky that I am an, an orthopedic physical therapist. That was my first career before all the nutrition grad school stuff. And so I could never tell a client to do this because I can't trust them. I can't feel what they feel. But you know, the, the first day or two, my arm, I can't even move it. It's just, it's just there. It's hanging there in a sling. But we know through research that contralateral work helps your central nervous system when you're recruiting muscle. So my very first day, because my mindset was, I will not take time off. I will not let this impede me whatsoever. So day one, I'm in here doing one arm upper body work. And that's all I could do. But it was something. And research shows that there's value. The, the, by the third day, I'm like, okay, I can, I'm supposed to make sure I've got full range of motion. I can't really actively do something. But I'm like, if I've got a 20 pound dumbbell and I'm curling this side, I can just raise this hand. And now my nervous system is contracting both muscle. And then I started testing the waters a bit. And I'm in kind of a, just a squat stance. I'm doing one arm dumbbell rows with my left side. Obviously, I can't support myself on the right, but I just start retracting that shoulder blade. So I'm doing full range of motion, 50 pound dumbbell rows on this side, and I'm just retracting that side. In that kind of stimulus and blood flow and range of motion, I'm physically not taking time off. But the mental aspect, Tyler, the very next day, I told my coach, I'm coming back. Don't worry. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get hurt. But I can kick, I can do left-hand strikes, I can hold pads for people, but I'm not leaving. Like, I'm not done. I'm not going to be back in six weeks or 12 weeks. I'm coming in fucking tomorrow, the day after this injury. And again, I think the psychology of that I will not quit attitude is so important. And then the physical aspects of carrying through with those habits is just there. As I keep saying, that framework is now built. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be one hell of a Southpaw. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. You have no yeah. idea what you can learn to do. Yeah, like, yeah, on right? day like, one, I had to teach myself to wipe my ass with my left hand, but then even like opening jars, I'm like putting them between my shoes on the floor and using like a baby almost jar. Right. Like crazy. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, look, like, I mean, look how many skills we've already figured out you know, you're going to come out of this with. I mean, talk about being a positive podcast. <laughs> yeah, I may, I, I may want to do this to the other arm just to, uh, yeah, know, yeah, extend the positivity. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's, it's, it, yeah, it's a great, it's a great topic. You know, it's, you know, setback, comeback, right? Where it's just like kind of almost have that mantra of anytime there's a setback, like come back, right? Like they're going to happen as you put yourself out there, right? I think that's important. Like as you start to push yourself, you know, you kind of almost become never necessarily satisfied and you kind of keep going and keep going and keep going. And again, I think it almost builds, right? Like setback, you know, it, and it kind of, you, you just tend to learn as you almost go along with it and you kind of start to, you know, develop those habits and that mindset of just, you know, continuing to kind of push through those setbacks because yeah, like, in reality, they're going to happen. You can't avoid them. 
And so it is really just continuing to, you know, put in the work, learn from those setbacks. What can you adjust? What can you tweak? Um, what can you make better? Um, and then boom, you, you just kind of keep going and moving forward. And, you know, <laughs> hopefully at some point you hit along the right path and it kind of just takes off for you. Well, you know, another tangent to this is when people go through really devastating circumstances in life, you often see them do things as a result that are so much different than they would have ever accomplished. And I, I think of the people who have lost their kids to gun violence or something, and then they create this foundation or they become political activists. And I remember when our first daughter died at birth and my wife and I are young, mid twenties kids ourselves, and you go through that. And again, talk about something that you would never expect to literally have your daughter die in your hands. Um, we were, like, it was a year before I think we were even close to being stable emotionally. And yet having gone through that for the next several years, we would watch the obituaries and anytime somebody lost a child, my wife and I would contact those people. Hey, we know what you're going through. We, what can we do to help? You know, what can we do? And I would never even be interested in that type of bereavement process had I not experienced it. And I would not, you know, I didn't want that. I still wish I hadn't gone through that, but you can make something positive come out of anything. Yeah. Um, I know you've mentioned the book before, but uh, man's search for meaning setbacks a little bit of a different story, but I feel think I'll say, you know, along those similar lines here of kind of what, just what you talked about. Like, I think that's a great, great reading for anybody that, uh, wants to dive into it a little bit more. Totally, totally. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening or watching. And I, I think just a good take-home message, as I'll repeat myself one more time, you got to think these things through ahead of time. Who will you be when those those chips fall? You know, when that house of card comes down, you have to know who you are in your heart, in your character, and just be ready because these kinds of things in some fashion will hit most of us. Uh, and, and I think, you know, you can fall forward. I think you can, you can find some real benefits to some of these things, at least silver linings, as, as you said, Tyler, um, you know, just find some way to think about what you can still do from that point that may turn out to be a better course for life. It just serendipitously, you know, can be that way because you choose it to be. So we will see you guys next time in the mind muscle connection.